Live from Buffalo Wild Wings. Touchdown Raiders! Victory Las Vegas! I have nothing to say! This is Unnecessary Roughness. Here's your boy Q. And they stay there. And they stay there. Welcome in to Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. We are live at Buffalo Wild Wings as we are every single Friday, 4280, Hualapai, West Flamingo. You cannot miss us. We've been here before, and the first time we were here, it was really it was cool. We had a lot of fun the first time we were here, but it was still kind of being redone, and, and we were under construction, or we weren't, but Buffalo Wild Wings was. So now it's nice and open, and it's a lot of lights, and there's a bunch of TVs, and there's plenty of seating. So come on by. Start your weekend off the right way. Start off with us here at Buffalo Wild Wings. Again, 4280 Wallapai, along with West Flamingo. You can't miss us. We're right here in the spot. Uh, come on, hang out. Harry Ruiz just did a fantastic job leading us off a little while ago and uh, got the party started. Already got people rolling in here. Raider Nation's in the building. Uh, Mexico was in the building officially. There's, uh, and Twilight's in the building. My man, my man Twilight, a.k.a. Jason, came with his Twilight jersey on. He said he was going to make an appearance with his Twilight jersey. He is here bright and early. He is here like a twilight, ready to get the weekend started. So it's going to be a fun day to have a fun day. Excited about the show that we have for you this afternoon. The next three hours, uh, we're going to go hard in the paint, talking all things Raiders. So let's go ahead and get this bad boy started. Coming up at 2.30, Mike DeBate, host of Locked On Patriots. He's going to join us to give us our final preview of the Patriots, kind of go over the final injury report, talk about what to expect on Sunday as they head to Allegiant Stadium to take on the Raiders. That'll be at 2.30, around 3 o'clock, Cassie Soto, VegasNation.com. She'll join us. And last time we were in this exact location, she joined us at this exact location. And guess what? We're going to run it back. Cassie Soto will be here live in person. She's going to join us to talk all things Raiders, what she's expecting to see from the team on Sunday, uh, talk about some of the subjects that we have coming up on the show today. And please believe we have some really good subjects coming up on the show today. I'm very excited about Can't wait to hear from Raider Nation on the phone lines and, of course, on our Don'tBeBroke.com text line. But Cassie Soto will join us at 3 o'clock. Then Justin Dunk. From 3downnation.com, he's going to join us at 3.30. And he covers the CFL and he covers uh, the Canadian Football League as well. And uh, there was a couple guys that were in that uh, actually practiced and worked out with the Raiders earlier today from the CFL and the Canadian Football League. So uh, we're going to talk about Trey Ford, the quarterback, and then also a wide receiver that he pointed out to me that was in for a visit as well with the Raiders. Not saying that the Raiders are going to sign these guys. and not saying that all of a sudden, you know, look out, these are going to be some big studs on the Raiders team. Not saying any of that. Just... Just interesting that they have a couple guys in from the Canadian Football League to visit today, and they go and, and work them out. So just kind of getting an idea of what kind of players those guys are and maybe some guys that, uh, you know, the Raiders are looking for, players like these guys the Raiders are looking for. So we'll just get a, an idea about these couple cats uh, at 3.30 with Justin Dunk again from 3downnation.com. And then at 4.30, our normal guest, Lee Sterling, ParamountSports.com. He'll join us to give us all the betting lines all weekend long, including the Raider game. And the, the Raider Patriots, I believe the Raiders right now, are minus one. So Lee Sterling will give us his thoughts on a college game and a couple of NFL games as well. That'll be at 4.30. Again, we're here at Buffalo Wild Wings. We do this tour every single Friday. It's always fun to be able to do that. And Demond Cotton, who's back in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm here at Buffalo Wild Wings, but Demond, you were uh, you were at the radio station. You're in the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio, and you had a nice delivery again today from Joe's. Oh, yeah, that's going to be the best part about the final four games, three of them being at home. Joe's <laughs> Seafood, Prime Steak, and Stone Crab hooking us up today, Fried Chicken Day. Love the fried chicken there. I mean, into, but we also had fish, and I'm also a big fish guy too. So fried fish and fried chicken, I mean, I was in heaven. I didn't even eat the side dishes, but they were there as well. Had a nice little potato dish, always hooking it up with the dessert. But like I said, the meats, 
that you know, <laughs> I, I'm going to steal Arby's tagline. I want the meat, fried chicken, fried fish, heaven. You are too funny, and you know it's it's even funnier because you weren't at the uh, at the radio station earlier when it first got delivered, and we all kept looking around. I mean, all of us. I was looking around. Uh, Craig and Promotions was looking around. Demo Dave was looking around. Where in the world is Demond? Where we all felt bad sitting there without uh, without you around, knowing that you always look forward to the Joe's delivery. So the Joe's delivery came. You got hooked up with some food, and and it was two thumbs up from you, huh? Give me extra hands. Four thumbs up. <laughs> You can't, you can't have extra hands, Damon, but uh, we all know very good food, and we definitely appreciate them for taking good care of you, taking good care of uh, half the radio station, as a matter of fact. So uh, it, was, it was really cool, all the food that they brought, and uh, that's the normal delivery when there's a home game. And so, yeah, you're right. Three out of the four uh, last games are home games, so there's going to be a lot of shows in the house. And uh, I know, Damon, you're going to be all over that as you are all the time as you should. Right? As you should. So uh, there you go. It's all good. But uh, there's the show that we have lined up for you. Got a lot to get to. Mike DeBate at 2.30, Cassie Soto at 3, Justin Dunk at 3.30, and then Lee Sterling at 4.30. Those are the guests. And, of course, we want to hear from you throughout the course of the show. It's 702-365-9200. Also, you can hit us up on the don'tbebroke.com text sign, 69187, keyword R&R. Make sure you put that keyword in there or we won't get it. It'll go to our sister station, ESPN Las Vegas, and then we won't know. We won't know that you said it to us, and then we won't be able to get it on, and that's not good. We want to hear from you at all times. But now that you know the guests coming uh, up on the show today, we just got the injury report from the Silver and Black. As a matter of fact, we'll go over the injury report real quick before we jump into the opening drive. Guys that are officially out for the Raiders, Alex Bars and Rocky Yassine. I don't think that that should be a big surprise. Those are guys that didn't practice all week long. Those are guys that left the games uh, respectfully with knee injuries, and they didn't come back. Rocky Yassine didn't come back in the last game. and or No, Alex Bars didn't come back in the last game. Rocky Yassine didn't come back from the Chargers game. So they've been out since then, and those guys are officially out on Sunday. Guys that are questionable, Andrew Billings dealing with the knee injury. Jermaine Illuminor, oblique and a wrist injury. Josh Jacobs with the quad and the hand injury. Uh, also questionable, Denzel Perryman with the hip injury and Jackson Barton with the back injury. He is questionable as well for the New England Patriots. Guys that are officially out, they have three of them. Devontae Parker, the wide receiver, dealing with a concussion. No big surprise there. Isaiah Wynn, the offensive lineman, he is out dealing with a foot injury. And then cornerback, Jalen Mills with a groin injury. That is a pretty big deal for the New England Patriots. As far as guys that are questionable, uh, the cornerback, Jack Jones, also, uh, Ramondre Stevenson is questionable. Uh, Yadne Kajuste, the tackle, and I know I said his name wrong. I apologize. Long snapper Joe Cardona, he's questionable. Running back Damian Harris is questionable. And wide receiver Jacoby Myers. But the guys that are out, Devontae Parker, big deal. Isaiah Wynn, he's a contributor on the offensive line. And Jalen Mills, I do think, is a big deal. So that's the injury report for both the Raiders and for the Patriots. We'll find out who's in, who's out, actives, inactives, 90 minutes before kickoff. On Sunday, of course, you can hear the game Raiders of Patriots right here on Raider Nation Radio 920. So let's go ahead now, Damon. Let's go ahead and jump right into it. Let's deep dive into the opening drive. The opening drive of unnecessary roughness on Raider Nation Radio 920 is brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. Now, if you've been anywhere but under a rock, you've been seeing all these different reports that are out from very... Uh, credible reporters like uh, Vinny Bonsignor, who's from the RJ, and also the Morning Tailgate on uh, Radio Nation Radio 920, Vic Tafer, Tashawn Reed from The Athletic, Paul Gutierrez from ESPN. All these reports are out talking about the final four games of this season and how much it means to certain players, including 
Derek Carr. And so I'm not a guy that likes to talk about people's futures uh, while there's still games being played because, well, these are the guys that are going to be out there competing the next four games and trying to help the Raiders win as many games as, as possible, if not all of them. Right? I'm not saying they're going to win all of them, but they want to win all of them. So, uh, but their reports are out there, and Twitter has been going crazy. Some people are saying, well, maybe these guys are just writing these reports saying that maybe Carr is on his way out, and that's just clickbait. Look, I'll tell you right now, I could be the first one to tell you without even talking to those guys that they're not going to write these, uh, these reports and any of these things just for clickbait. They don't, they don't need to do that. They have enough quality you know, um, content that they don't have to just come up with something just to, to get a click. Now, there's websites out there that are do whatever they can to get a click. That's not a Tashawn Reed. That's not Vic Tafer. That's not Vinny Bonsignor. That's not Paul Gutierrez. Like I said, these guys have way too much good content to be doing some foolishness like that. So that's out there. There's a lot of debates going on. You know, is Carr going to be here? Is he not going to be here after this season? Of course, he's the most polarizing guy on the Raiders. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Regardless, I mean, either you love him, you hate him, whatever the case may be, he's the one that everyone's going to talk about at the end of the day. So I wanted to make a little bit of a twist to this. And what I wanted to do is I, I know those reports are out there. And like I said, I know that they come from somewhere. They're not just made up and they're not just like some mud being thrown against the wall and hoping that it sticks. That's not the case. But I don't know what's going to happen. I have no idea what's going to happen with, with any of these players moving forward. But what I thought we would do this afternoon, and I think that it's going to help us really kind of think and break it down and come up with a plan. You know, JT talks about all the time, there's a plan, there's a plan. I've talked to the GM, I've talked to the head coach on the weekly. You know, there's a plan. They have that plan in place. We talked about it on the show, what, earlier this week, Damon, where I said, you know, are you feeling more comfortable with the plan? Do you think that you see the plan? Do you understand what you think the Raiders are trying to do? We've, we've gone into deep discussion about that. So now I kind of want to get Raider Nation's thoughts on what they think the plan is and of course there's still four games left but with all these reports out there I figured let's go ahead and have a little bit of fun with it so what I want is from you at 702-365-9200 or you can simply hit us on the text line don'tbebroke.com text line 69187 keyword R&R what in your opinion should the Raiders plan be for the future not necessarily what it is not necessarily if you're seeing it come to fruition but what do you think, in your opinion, when you sit at the house and you're watching the game and you're thinking, man, the Raiders need this, that, and the other, and they'll be a really good team, I want to know what your plan for the future for the Raiders is. And yesterday, myself and DeMond, during the show, we were, a matter of fact, during the break, and I kind of teased it during the show and said, I came up with my plan. I came up with what I would like to see the Raiders do, and I'm not, I have no idea if they're going to do it. They probably won't because it came out of my brain, so why would they? They're a lot smarter than I am, but just I came up with my own what I think the plan should be. So I'll go ahead and share mine first. I'll pass the sticks on to DeMond, and then we'll open it up. It's 702-365-9200 and the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187. What I believe the plan should be after what we've seen so far in 2022, knowing there's still four games left, including this Sunday against the Patriots game, you can hear right here on Radio Nation Radio 920. I've, I've revealed part of the plan a little bit, you know, so far I think maybe in the last couple of weeks or so, I've said what I think that the Raiders need to do in the offseason. But I'm going to take it a step further. One, I think they need to use their free agent capital, free agency capital, whatever money they have for free agency, obviously fill a couple holes here and there on offense, but need to solely focus in on the offensive line, focus in on re-signing Josh Jacobs, and like I said, any other little smaller holes that you may have. Because I think the weapons that they have are fine. I know some people want another wide receiver. I don't think that they need it. I think Devontae Adams, Darren Waller, Hunter Renfro, if these next four games play out the way I think they will and you can start to see what these guys all look like playing together, they should be fine. And you bring back Josh Jacobs, who, oh, by the way, is now a captain 
that was something Josh McDaniels told us earlier today that the captains, the leaders on the Raiders all went to Josh McDaniels and said, hey, we need that guy to be a captain. That tells you how much weight he carries in that Raiders locker room, what his teammates think about him, that he's much more than just a running back. And I say that in air quotes because that's how running backs are viewed in the NFL. They're just running backs. You can get one in the fourth round. You can get one anytime. You could always get a running back. No, this is a different dude. He's not just a running back. If the captains decided, hey, man, that guy needs to be a captain, <laughs> right? We need to have him have a C on his chest. That tells you about what he means to the locker room. So with that being said, not to mention the season that he's having and the way that he's tried to put the team on his back and take them to wherever they can go, he needs to come back. So the free agency money, if, if it's me, if I'm in there, if Dave Ziegler is like, Q, how are we going to break this down? I'm saying, look, free agency money goes to the offensive line. Booster that up as much as you can because you're only going to be as good as your offensive line is. Derek Carr is only going to be able to do as much as that offensive line or any quarterback's only going to be able to do as much as that offensive line allows them to do. So you spend free agency money on the offensive line. You spend free agency money on Josh Jacobs. You go all the way in on defense on the, in the draft. I don't care if you got 13 draft picks. I don't care how many you got. You go all the way in. The, the defense has been ignored way too long. You go and do what the Carolina Panthers did, say, hey, you know what? Our defense ain't worth the salt. We need to make it better. And I get it that there might be a late-round pick that you say, well, you know what? The best player here was an offensive lineman, so that's what we're going to do. But for the majority, you get the point. Really have a sole focus on the draft, uh, defense in the draft. And then go with it. Go stones to the wall. See what the 2023 season looks like. If it isn't what it's cracked up to be, if it wasn't what you thought it was going to be, this is where – oh, yeah, and by the way, you have Derek Carr as your quarterback. I, I forgot to leave out that small, that small little, uh, you know, that part, that part of the equation. Derek Carr is the quarterback in 2023, and if it doesn't shake out the way that you expected it to or, or what you want to, you're not seeing what you want to see, then you do everything you can and you trade up in the next draft and go get Caleb Williams. Just like that. Just like that. Because we've seen if you want a guy, you can get a guy. You do what you have to do, trade up, and go get the guy. But you have all the other pieces already built around him, right? You got the offensive weapons, and I think Caleb Williams is going to be a really good quarterback, by the way. That's the other caveat. I think he's going to be a really good NFL quarterback. You've got weapons already all over the field. You've got a defense that's built up. And, oh, by the way, you've got an O-line that's built up. And you can go, go gusto. And I know that that may not be the equivalent of winning the, you know, 12, 13 games right away, but I think that you have a really damn good team if that's the plan that you go with. But that's just my plan. And I'm not saying that that's a plan that, that they would even think about doing. It probably isn't, right? There's a reason I'm sitting here and they're sitting there. But that's my plan. So I want to hear from you, Raider Nation. I want to know what your plan would be. Let's have a little fun today. 702-365-9200. We also got the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R. We already got a bunch of texts coming through. 707 says, my plan is to keep car, draft well. See if you can move Chandler or entice him to retire. Go big in free agency for the offensive line and DBs. There's no point to keep Devontae if Carr be gone. Sign Josh if he gives a hometown discount. He won't. See if I can trade my, my first for another solid guy for the secondary draft focus on defense. There you go. There you go. That's a hell of a plan right there. I, 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 don't, I don't think that Josh is going to give a hometown discount, and I don't, I don't think that he should. Right? I mean, none of us. I don't take a discount at my job. I don't think my man Jed, who's working hard, I don't think he's taking a, a discount at his job. And I'm sure whoever takes it in isn't taking a discount at their job either. Josh Jacobs has earned every penny he can get. The only problem is he's a running back, and running backs typically mean more to the team that they're currently on than they do in the free agent market because they'll always just say, oh, he's just a running back. It's just a running back. Even though it's not fair, that's what they'll say. But I want to hear from you. 
Absolutely want to hear from you, Raider Nation, at 702-365-9200. DeMond, let me know when we got someone rolling through, and I'll, uh, I'll go to that. Let's see. Trey and KC said, Q, you don't always keep it real because – wait. Q, you don't always keep it real when it comes to the team, but I always respect your scouting skills. I'll never forget that you called for the Raiders to draft Jalen Hurts. You were 100% right. Respect. Trey and KC. All right, cool. That'll work. I guess I'll take half of that. <laughs> I try to keep it real, Trey, but, uh, yeah, Jalen Hurts is a guy that I definitely – what up, Doc? I definitely wanted uh, the Raiders to draft. I thought that they had a good opportunity, and I honestly believe if Philadelphia hadn't grabbed them when they did, I think that I think the Raiders would have got them. What's up, man? Hey, good, good. I think that the Raiders would have grabbed them and, and sat them behind Carr and let them, and let them develop, but Philadelphia went and grabbed them ahead of time. Uh, let's see. We got another one from Keith in Charleston, South Carolina. My plan is to restructure Carr, find free agent offensive linemen, Sign Jacobs, then draft some corners, linebackers, and defensive tackles. So there you go. Heavy focus on the defense right there. Free agents, offensive line, and Jacobs, and then restructure car. That's Keith in Charleston, South Carolina. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. It almost sounds like my plan, right? <laughs> he just was specific. I think that there's really nobody on the defensive side of the ball that, you, that the Raiders couldn't afford to have, right? I mean, I really, I think that they could use interior defensive linemen. I think they could use edge rushers. I know the Raiders have Max Crosby, but, you know, that's the, that's the lone standout that they have. They could use corners. They can use linebackers. They can use safeties. I mean, every, anywhere on the defense, they could definitely use. So uh, good stuff, though, Keith. I definitely appreciate that. That was a great breakdown. And restructure car, that's a good idea because, again, the preface, you know, and, and, and what the whole conversation with all these uh, articles that have come out from Vic and Vinny and Tashawn and Paul are all about, well, there's a big decision that has to be made with a big, large number when it comes to Derek Carr's contract following the Super Bowl. Uh, 702-365-9200. Who do we got, Demond? I'm sorry. Robert in Portland. Robert, welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? You guys know you got all over me about two months ago when I brought up the fact that it didn't go well this year. They'd have a high draft pick. But if they do, I agree with everything you're saying. If they do, you know, let's say lose, sadly, Although I think uh, I think I think McDaniel's is gonna he he did beat he did beat his mentor uh, in '09 he did do that you know and, and so he's one and zero against his old coach mm-hmm. who was a Denver coach but if it, if for some reason it, it goes into a big slide here I do like uh, Jalen Carter as mm, uh, yeah. you know, the defensive tackle because they haven't had a great defensive tackle like that since Russell. You yep. know it and I know it. Absolutely. And that's the one thing they haven't had during this whole duration. Uh, you know, and, but I agree with everything you were saying, even about Jacobs. I think the key to the game is the Raiders, I mean, is yeah. up kind of like the Redskins. You've got, you got to build from within, but you also have to go out and get a, an aircraft carrier to – you know, and then I keep Carr because I do believe Adams will want to go if Carr goes. I agree. Think? I agree. I agree. Thank you for the call, my man. I do appreciate you. And that, that's the other thing, man. This this whole version of this offense hasn't even had a chance to go out there and play yet. That's the other reason why. I, and I think that Derek Carr gives you the best chance to win immediately as well. I don't think, even though I think Caleb Williams is going to be really good, similar to what I thought about Jalen Hurts. Uh, anyone who remembers me pounding the table for Jalen Hurts also said, sit behind Carr, sit behind Carr, sit behind Carr. He won't be ready right away. And I still think that Philadelphia started him too early. I think that they really had no options. 
Carson Wentz was feeling some kind of way when they went and got him, and he wasn't too happy. So, you know, they ended up moving on from him, and Jalen got in there a little earlier than I expected. But I figured after some time he could develop into being that guy. I think the Raiders have that opportunity to do that right now as well. But I wouldn't even worry about drafting the quarterback right now. I'd, I'd worry about drafting all defense and making sure that defense is as solid as possible. And remember, remember, if you hit on a couple of these guys, if you go and draft, say you go and get five or six defensive guys, and even three of them hit, just think how much better your defense is. And I like Jalen Carter, too. I don't know if he'd be available wherever the Raiders end up picking. I don't know. But I would love for that be, to be the, big, the first dude off the board for the Raiders. I would love for that to be the pick. They ain't had, like you said, man, they haven't had that stud defensive tackle since Daryl Russell. You know, and I was a big Jordan Davis guy last year. Big fan of Jordan Davis last year, who the Eagles got. And obviously the Raiders didn't have a first-round pick or a second-round pick after trading for Devontae Adams. But that's okay. <laughs> I'm okay with that, too. <laughs> you get Devontae Adams, that's fine. But, you know, I, I just think that that has been ignored. That and linebacker has really been ignored for so long as far as being drafted highly. Right? I mean, they end up dry, drafting a, a linebacker at some point or else they'll got to get a safety and say, hey, we're going to move this guy to linebacker. That happens. I get it. They really need to focus on getting some studs at those positions, the D-tackle spot, linebacker spot, and, of course, you need a, a, a big-time corner, big-time corner. Obviously, the Raiders didn't have any chance at Sauce Gardner, but look, look what Sauce Gardner is doing right now in New York. Look how great he's playing. Jeez. I mean, they obviously were no chance to get a guy like that. But, man, if you can get a dude, even like a Tariq Woolen, I can't hang my head on that. That was a guy that I was, uh, you know, pounding the table for the Raiders to go get. He's doing fantastic up in Seattle. So a guy like Tariq Woolen, a guy like Kobe Bryant from Cincinnati as well up in Seattle, they're doing really well. Those are a couple of cats that I think could do, do some damage if they're on the Raiders' defensive side of the ball. So some guys like that not necessarily have to be the first-round picks. I mean, you got multiple rounds to get it right, but that defense cannot be ignored any longer. That's got to be priority number one. If Dave Ziegler has a big whiteboard in his office, which I'm sure he probably has multiples, defense has got to be at the top. It's got to be. So we want to continue to get your calls and, of course, your texts, 702-365-9200, and then the don'tbebroke.com text line, 69187, keyword R&R. Damon, I'll go to you next. You've heard my plan. You've heard a couple other plans. What would be your plans if you're sitting in the office with your feet up across from Dave Ziegler? I really like the plan that you laid out, but one thing for me – where I do think that you keep Carr, and obviously we know about if his contract is a couple of days after the Super Bowl, mm -hmm. that's when his extension officially kicks in, right. and then after that he has a no-trade clause. So I think that Carr is going to be around for the long haul. But for you, even with the Caleb Williams plan, I did the the draft, you know, just the top quarterbacks in the draft since Derek Carr has been drafted. Yeah. 2015, Jamison Marcus Mariota. Either one of them better than Carr. Uh, which ones? Jamison Marcus. Oh, no. 2016, Dak, Carson Wentz, and Goff. Any one uh, of them better? Dak was a fourth-round pick, though. Remember, he was a compensatory pick. That but I'm still, like, had. I could go down the list. 2017, yeah. Mahomes and Watson. 2018, Allen, Jackson, and Mayfield. 2019, Marion Jones. 2020, Herb Burrow, Hurts, and Tua. But my point is, even if you go get that guy in the draft, unless you have the number one pick, it's still a crapshoot if, if that quarterback is going to be your franchise quarterback. Oh, for sure. That's, for, that's my biggest gonna, point. It, no, it's always going to be a crapshoot when it comes to quarterbacks and them uh, translating from college to the NFL. You're spot on about that. You just got to know what you're doing. Yeah, that's my point there where I just named like essentially every starting quarterback in the league that's been drafted since Derek Carr, and you would only maybe pick five of them and say, hey, those five are definitely better than Derek Carr right now. Right. So you keep him. You build around Derek Carr, obviously re-sign Josh Jacobs. See what this offense is going to be looking like. On the offensive line, dr not drafts, excuse me, sign some veteran free agents. The offensive line needs to be a solid, 
you know, put together unit. And yeah. I don't want to see anyone else, hey, he's going to be able to grow and develop. But right. on the defensive side, like you said, that's where, hey, get some growth and development. Maybe sign a premier corner and draft someone second, third round that has some talent that could learn from a veteran cornerback. And the first round pick, I would say best player available, but I would say a def- whoever the best defensive player available is with that next first round pick should be. I'm not all the way in on your strategy of defense the entire draft, but yes, the first round pick it needs to be the best defensive player available. No, that works. I'm okay with that. And look, if they, you know, they they vary off the, the the path a little bit, right? If they're going down the path and all of a sudden they decide, oh hey, this looks good over here, and they kind of make a little bit of a turn off my path, that's okay. As long as the emphasis is, like, on the defensive side of the ball. Because uh, my man Tom hasn't hit us up in a long time. But uh, Tom said that they haven't invested too much uh, in, in the defense, and they haven't. Uh, that's where me and Tom could agree 100%. And I think that they need to finally show a focus on the defense. Because what they're doing, and I'm not saying that they're going to all of a sudden draft some defensive guys and they're going to look like San Francisco looks right now. But San Francisco's winning with a third round or a third string quarterback. Their third option they're winning with. And, hell, he might be actually the best quarterback on, the, on their roster as far as I'm concerned. I mean, Jimmy G isn't all that. And Trey Lance, nobody knows what he is. But they're winning with a guy in Brock Purdy who's very comfortable playing. You know why he's comfortable? Because they have a solid run game and they have a hell of a defense. And he's like, oh, I don't have to do anything. Just go out there and be me. I don't have to go be Superman. I don't have to have a hero game. Right? We're talking about Derek Carr having a hero day on Sunday. Brock Purdy don't have to have a hero day. All he's got to do is play his game and be comfortable. That's why the defense has to be – it has to be a point of emphasis. It really does. And that offensive line, it needs to get back to what it was when it was car insurance, when they had the big uglies that were solid, right, across the whole offensive line. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying all those guys that, you know, are on the offensive line right now won't cut it. But, I mean, I think that there's some, there's some upgrades that can be had, right? There's no doubt about that. But when they had those dudes, you know, when they, when they had – uh, what, Donald Penn, and they had Colecchio Semele, and they had Rodney Hudson, and they had Gabe Jackson. They even had a turnstile at the right tackle position, but somebody was there, right, to, to fill in a void. That was really the only weak spot on that, that offensive line was right tackle. They need to get back to having that kind of O-line where they could protect the hell out of their quarterback. Let's get one more quick call, and we'll go out to uh, Oakland, talk to our buddy Rich. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, Rich? Hey, what's up, Q? Good afternoon. You too, brother. Uh, so what I would do – uh, probably gonna be a little unpopular. That's okay. I would let uh, ja- I would let Jacob slide. You know, paying okay. running back top money. He, that's what he's gonna want. Yep. Never smart. You know, so I will let him go unless he's gonna take a deal, which he's not, because you know, deserves he deserves a really really get a big bag this year after what he's done. So yep. I let him go. I wouldn't pay Carr. I'll let him go also because it's like you know, it, it's been a long time, bro, and 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 I get it. It's hard to find QBs. But I just don't if – you, if you're not going to win a Super Bowl with your quarterback, the one that you got, you might as well let him go, bro, and, and build around the defense. That's what, that's what the most important thing is building the defense. Okay. The defense, the trenches, the defensive line, the offensive line. I just don't believe it in Carr. And it's like year after year after year. Like, come on, we're going on year 10. Yep. What are we going to let him be here for 15 years without a playoff win? You feel me? So it's like build the defense, let go of Jacobs, let Zamir White take over, draft another running back. The wide receiver position is fine. Devontae Adams is not going to leave because if, if Carr's cut, he's not going to leave or if he gets traded. You know what I mean? Devontae Adams is a Raider fan. And uh, besides that, I mean, maybe trade Waller also. Get another first-round pick or a second-round pick for Waller and build the defense. Defense, defense, defense. Build the trenches. And I think uh, that's the way to go. But that's my opinion. A lot of people ain't going to agree with it. But y'all have a great weekend. 
No, it's okay, Rich. That's why that's why we opened it up. We don't mind if uh, people don't agree with it. You know, I mean, again, it wasn't like you were just, you know, bagging on this guy, that guy, or the other. I mean, that was just your opinion. That was your thoughts. Uh, some of it I agree with. As a matter of fact, all of it when it comes to the defense I agree with. I don't think that you would get a first-round pick for Darren Waller. That's just me being 100% honest because what did he do last? And it hasn't been much. So I don't think you get a first-round pick for Darren Waller. Um, I think you have to give this offense an opportunity as well to see what it could look like and – I mean, you could, you know, move on from uh, D.C. and just, you know, hell, you could throw Jared Stidham in there next year if you really want to, uh, you know, but I don't think that anyone would be excited about that as the, the quarterback. I think that Derek Carr gives you the best option, the best opportunity to win right now. But that's just me. But good stuff. Keep those texts coming at 69187, keyword R&R. That's don'tbebroke.com. Text line, of course, will open up the phone lines as well at 702-365-9200. After we talk to our next guest, that's Mike DeBate, host of Locked On Patriots. He'll join us to give us our final preview on New England next here on Radio Nation Radio 920. That was the opening drive of Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Brought to you by Southern Nevada Chevy Dealers, home of the Chevy Silverado, the strongest, most advanced Silverado ever. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio. Buffalo Wild Wings is our location. We're here every single Friday, but the difference is we're all over the place. We're all over the valley and hanging out right now. West Flamingo, Wallapai, that is the spot. Come on by here, hang out. We're going to be here till at least 5 o'clock. Also have the Josh Jacobs autograph signing a little bit later on this evening. We'll tell you all about that. But right now at Buffalo Wild Wings, we want to see from you, hear from you. we got plenty of prizes here. Uh, Raider Nation Radio 920 T-shirts, hats. No, we don't have hats. I'm just kidding. We have koozies and cups, and we have a whole bunch of other hookup. Coors Light's going to be supplying us with some stuff, which I believe will be some Raider hats. But uh, Coors Light has not arrived yet, but usually they bring us a whole lot of good stuff. So I'll continue to update you on that. Right now on the phone lines is our good friend Mike DeBate from host the host of Locked On Patriots. And, Mike, thanks so much for your time this afternoon, my man. It's always good to catch up with you, and let's start off at the top, man. As far as the Patriots go and the injury report, man, I saw like three or four guys are officially out already, so what does that do for the Patriots for Sunday? Yeah, right now, uh, Q, there's no question about it. The Patriots do have a couple of injury concerns, and one unexpected with Jalen Mills uh, looking like he's going to be out for this game. Uh, There was some positives on him earlier in the week. Looks like he might have suffered a setback at some point during the Patriots practicing. So him being out definitely weakens that secondary, and that is a problem when you're trying to contain someone as prolific as Devontae Adams. So look for that to be an area where the Raiders might look to exploit the Patriots' weakness in the secondary. Uh, Devontae Parker, not a big surprise. He's out this week with a concussion. He'll continue to be in the protocol. And Isaiah Wynn along the offensive line, their starting tackle, swing tackle, he started on the left side and on the right side. Uh, he will be out for this game as well. So those are three key members of the Patriots that will be on the shelf, but some questionables there as well. Jacoby Myers continues to be, um, you know, questionable for this game. He's officially questionable. Uh, he missed practice a little bit this week. We saw him on the field a little bit. He's yet to be officially cleared from concussion protocol. And then you've got guys like Jack Jones, Damian Harris, Ramondre Stevenson, all of them on the field today um, in practice. But, they're all still questionable for the Patriots. So uh, a lot of injury concerns out of Foxborough right now. You know, you mentioned Isaiah Wynn. What has been the deal with him? It feels like he was on the trade block early. Matter of fact, there's a lot of people around here that thought he was going to get traded to the Raiders. And then he wasn't on the trade block, and then he was in, and then he was out. It just it seems like it's been really almost a roller coaster with Isaiah Wynn this year. 
Yeah, I think right from the get-go, when the Patriots made the decision to switch Isaiah from the left position to the right position, there was automatically some confusion, and he just has never looked comfortable. Isaiah has always been a decent offensive lineman, a very good offensive lineman in the National Football League when he has that strike-first mentality approach. Get after the quarterback, get to the first step, be aggressive out of the push. But we haven't seen that from Isaiah all season long. He has battled injuries, been on and off the injury reports uh, for the better part of the year. Um, it really just, I think, has been a very poor fit. And in the final year of his contract, you wonder what that means for his future in Foxborough. A lot of Patriots fans will tell you that if he doesn't suit up at some point between now and the end of the year, that he's played his final game for the Patriots. But when he's on, he is a very competent uh, offensive lineman, and the Patriots have missed him especially in the run game. That's really where Isaiah has been a very good component uh, to be able to push and be able to uh, allow uh, the Patriots' run game to spring free. So that, to me, right now continues to be a concern. But kudos to guys like Yanni Kajust, who have stepped up big time, uh, James Ferentz in a uh, reserve role as well, and Connor McDermott, who just joined this team just a couple of weeks ago, played every offensive snap against uh, the Arizona Cardinals the other day. So Patriots do have bodies there, but Isaiah, that talent, they're definitely missing that. No question about it. Talking all things Patriots right now with Mike DeBate, host of Locked On Patriots here on Radio Nation Radio 920 on SA Roughness. DeMond's got one for you. Looking at the injury report, a player that I see that's on there, he did participate in practice today at full, but he's listening questionable. Long snapper Joe Cardona. If he were to be out or have to, like, that's to your first play, question. Yes, it the is. Long Q. Snapper? Yes, Q. Because <laughs> if a long snapper goes out, check the data, Q. I if know, a brother. team's long snapper goes out, they are in trouble. <laughs> so, Mike, I ask you, do you know what the Patriots' backup long snapper situation is looking like? Yeah, that is a great question. And believe me, up here in New England, you have a lot of people smiling. If any other than New England brethren are listening to this broadcast, they are very protective of Joe Cardona, the former Navy midshipman. We know Bill Belichick loves his long snappers. At one point last year, we got Bill Belichick to give us the history of the long snapper in one very long press conference, a video conference that I had the privilege of being on, and we were all in awe about Bill Belichick being able to talk glowingly about long snappers. Uh, the Patriots do have a backup plan in mind, and it makes me wonder whether or not they may know something about Joe. He was on the field. Uh, you know, yesterday, full participant in practice, full participant again today in practice, but he's listed as questionable. So if, in fact, he's unable to go, Tucker Addington is someone that they've added via the practice squad. He could be an option for a call-up. Uh, doesn't have a whole lot of experience in the Patriots. Well, with the Patriots, he does have experience in other ways, but the Patriots right now are already dealing with another uh, punter that they've had. Michael Pilardi has uh, handled those uh those duties in the absence of the incumbent punter, Jake Bailey, who is on injured reserve. So a lot of confusion right now with the Patriots specialists. If Cardona is active, obviously it shores everything up. But I think you hit the nail right on the head. If a long snapper is out, especially with a team that right now is experiencing some difficulty with health regarding the other specialists, that could be an issue for the Patriots. So they do have a backup plan, but uh, all eyes are on Cardona, and we hope he's going to be okay. Mike, I'll tell you this. I, I joke when DeMond said something about the long snapper, but all of Raider Nation realizes what it means when the long snapper is out or he gets injured during the game. All of a sudden, it's hell on wheels. So uh, as much as I joke <laughs> about that, uh, Raider Nation has seen it and been there, done that already with a, a long snapper. Man, I don't remember who it was, but he was a great long snapper for the Raiders, and then all of a sudden he went out in the middle of the game, and, and then whoever was the next guy up started snapping the ball over Shane Leckler's head. It was ridiculous. 
John Condo, thank you. Harry Ruiz just came through and said it was John Condo. Yeah, a long snapper is hard to find, brother. So there, there's that. I, I might have been, I might have been joking with Demond, but he's 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 spot on, man. You don't want to really know who the name of the long snapper is, or else you're in big trouble. Let me ask you this, because man, the special teams unit is really good for the Patriots, especially their return game, man. What what makes their special special teams return game so so good? Two words, Marcus Jones. Uh, really, the impact that he has had as a rookie on this team has really and truly been something to marvel at. And, you know, when they drafted this kid, I immediately loved the fit in New England, and I knew that Bill Belichick would know how to use this type of player as that Swiss Army knife type guy that can do it all. I knew that he would be a factor on special teams. Uh, definitely uh, I'm happy to see the impact that he's having defensively as well as a slot corner and even coming up and playing some perimeter, but his taking snaps and taking reps as a wide receiver has been something to watch as well, and he's been very effective at a 40-plus mm-hmm. yard touchdown against uh, you know the Buffalo Bills, one of the few bright spots for the Patriots in that game, and also took a couple of offensive snaps against the Cardinals. But his primary duty is the return game, Q, and he's done a phenomenal job. Breakaway speed, really lightning-like speed uh, down the field, and just a very uh, you know humble and very contrite kid that understands the opportunity he's being given right now and he's running with it literally and it's really paying dividends for the Patriots so if you want to know why the run game has been so much better this year for the Patriots I should say the return game uh, it's because of Marcus and the abilities that he has uh, one of the Patriots better draft picks in the last uh, few years yeah, I'll tell you one thing. Uh, head coach Joshua Daniel said earlier today or earlier of this week was, "Don't kick it to those guys. Don't kick it to those guys <laughs> because they have a really good return unit." And that's, I mean, that tells you a lot. You know, when the head coach is saying, "Don't kick it to them," so uh, kudos to the Patriots and their return game that they have when it comes to special teams. Again, Mike DeBate is our guest here on Radio Nation Radio nine twenty. Unnecessary roughness. Getting our final preview for Sunday's game, and you know, we all know that Bill Belichick is going to want to take away the best weapon, the biggest weapon that the Raiders have. And I don't know if he considers that Devontae Adams. I don't know if he considers that Josh Jacobs. I don't know what he what he considers to be the weapon that they have to take away. But how do you think that Bill Belichick goes, on, goes about defending the Raiders' offense? Well, if they're going to try to take Devontae out of the game, and again, this is really difficult to do. I mean, you don't shelf or completely um, you know take Devontae Adams out of the game you hope at best to maybe contain him or marginal, marginally disrupt what he's trying to do what the Patriots have typically done in situations like this is take their top corner which right now with Jalen Mills out and even with Jalen in the lineup it has been Jonathan Jones the former slot corner his tremendous speed has allowed him to be a factor on the perimeter this year but I don't think you're going to see a whole lot of Jonathan Jones straight up man coverage with Devontae Adams. It's typically not the Patriots' MO to do that. What they'd like to do is they'd like to put Jonathan on maybe plan B uh, in terms of receiving options for uh, the Las Vegas Raiders and then take a combination of their reserve corners, maybe guys like Miles Bryant. And unfortunately, it would have been a guy like Jalen Mills, uh, but Jack Jones is also a possibility. And you might see Marcus Jones align in the perimeter as well coming up and giving maybe a double team to Devontae. And then what they like to do is they like to take the safety, roll him over the top, and I think that safety is most likely going to be Jabril Peppers. Very tough, very uh, physical, and that's how the Patriots typically like to employ. But, again, Devontae Adams is so good at every aspect of what he does that that's only going to marginally disrupt what he does. So in that regard, what the Patriots are going to have to hope to do is that their concept – 
is going to be able to at least maybe throw Derek Carr off and prevent him from being able to complete passes early on and get Devontae Adams into a rhythm. Because if he does, you've seen what alpha wideouts can do to this defense. Guys like Justin Jefferson, Stephon Diggs, they've had success there. And the Raiders definitely have as good of a, of a wide receiver in the league as there is. So if they can start picking that apart, it could be a long day for the Patriots in the Nevada desert. Talking again with Mike DeBate here on Radio Nation Radio 920, Unnecessary Roughness. We were talking the other day, and I was talking about that defense and how they create so many turnovers. And you took it a step further and let me know, not only do they create a lot of turnovers, but they also lead to points scored by the, uh, by the Patriots offense. How, how opportunistic is this defense? It is a very opportunistic defense. And one of the things that makes it opportunistic is the ability to win battles at all three levels. And right now, and we talked about this the other day, Q, Christian Barmore looks more and more likely like he might get the nod to get the start or at least return to the lineup on Sunday. Uh, The Patriots have not made that official yet. He is official to come off of IR, started practicing. His window is open for return. And for those that don't know, once you return to the practice field from injured reserve, You have 21 days to be activated uh, or you miss the rest of the season. It's quite obvious the Patriots are going to activate him. The question is whether or not they'll do it this Sunday. We talked to Dietrich Wise earlier today, and he kind of let it slip a little bit that he thinks Christian's looking very good. He'd love to see him out there on the field on Sunday. So take that for what you will. But if Farmore is out there, it allows the Patriots the opportunity to be stout on the defensive line, guys like Lawrence Guy and, of course, Devon Godchild at the nose, they can play and they can block, and that opens up the field for pass rushers like Matthew Judon and Josh Uche. Pin their ears back, try to get after Derek Carr and be able to stop the quarterback. So if the Pats play their game and they look at what the Raiders are going to do at their levels of offense, it gives the Patriots a good opportunity to be able to match it. Uh, that's what a guy like Barmore can do. But again, a lot of it is going to be suspect because that secondary is banged up and it's weak. And that's where the Raiders can attack this and turn the tables on the Patriots if they're smart. Mike, just tell Christian Barmore to take the week off, man. Tell him to come on back in week 16, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you don't need to go out there in week, week 15, man. That defensive line for the Patriots, <laughs> they're already stacked, man. They don't need that extra juice from Christian Barmore. Final question for you, uh, Trent Brown. Raider Nation knows him very well. Patriots obviously know him very well. He's spent multiple times there. He left, he came back, left, he came back, whatever the case is. How has he been looking? The last couple of weeks, I know he's been, you know, not playing so well. How, how is he looking these days? Do you think he's going to be better on Sunday? Yeah, Trent struggled uh, the last couple of weeks. And a lot of that, and I'm not making excuses for the guy, has been because he's been battling a really bad flu bug. He mentioned it earlier this week that, you know, caused him to drop about 12 pounds. Uh, he's really been, um, you know, sidelined and really hampered uh, by this bug. But he declared himself in very good health this week. He's off the injury report, so we're looking for Trent to be 100%. And that's good news for the Patriots because, especially on the left-hand side, we know that guys like Chandler Jones and even Max Crosby are going to be doing everything they can to take New England out, to take Mac Jones out of his comfort zone and continue to keep him under pressure. The conservative game plans that the Patriots have employed to try to neutralize that pressure are heavy doses of screens, quick game concepts, maybe even an RPO here and there. I think the Patriots are going to still try to do that to try to keep Crosby and Jones from pinning their ears back and getting to Mac Jones. But if Trent Brown is healthy and able to stand up to some of that, his massive size alone is a weapon for the Patriots to be able to uh, to uh, exploit. So that 
is something that could work in their favor. If they want to try to take shots downfield, that's where you're going to see some of that heavily protected play action concept that the Patriots love to deploy. But again, if, if Trent is at in any way compromised and not up to the challenge, Crosby and Jones are as good of a tandem as, uh, as you can find in getting after the quarterback in this league. They'll wreck the game pretty quickly. So that, to me, is going to be a really key matchup. Got a lot resting on Trent Brown's shoulders. <laughs> uh, we saw circumstances earlier this year where he stood up to the challenge. Uh, the last few weeks, it hasn't been the case. Uh, if he's healthy, he's going to be expected to carry a huge load this week. Well, there you go. It's going to be interesting. It's Week 15 action. It was Sunday night football. It's been flexed now to Sunday afternoon, but it is what it is. It'll be played at Allegiant Stadium. We're looking forward to it. Mike, fantastic stuff, man. You got anything coming out, Locked On Patriots, we need to be on the lookout for? Uh, absolutely. We'll be definitely recapping the game first thing Monday morning, all mm-hmm. week long, talking Pats, Raiders, recap, and then getting ready for a big matchup with the Cincinnati Bengals on Christmas Eve. So, uh Definitely keep it to uh, Locked On Patriots each and every week, uh, available wherever you get your podcasts. There it goes. Well, Mike, fantastic stuff as always, my man. You know it's always uh, great when we catch up with each other. Thanks so much for your time this afternoon. Anytime, Q. Thank you, gentlemen. Take care. Have a great week and uh, happy holidays. All right, you too, brother. Happy holidays. Mike DeBate right there, host of Locked On Patriots. Uh, DeMond, Trent Brown, man, that's a guy that, of course, Raider Nation is going to want him to have a terrible day. They're going to want Chandler Jones to eat all day long. We'll see what happens. Trent Brown, you know, he said he lost 12 pounds. He didn't play good the last two weeks. See how he comes back in his return to Allegiant Stadium. 2.47 is the time. We're at Buffalo Wild Wings on a Wallapai. Uh, West Flamingo is across streaks. Uh, West Flamingo and Wallapai, come on by, hang out with us. I believe Cassie Suttle will be in the building in about 15 minutes. Uh, we got plenty to get to. We got plenty. Coors Light has arrived. There's plenty of prizes here uh, for you to come pick up. There's T-shirts. There's sweatshirts. There's all kinds of good stuff for you. All you need to do is come on by, say what's up, and get hooked up just like that. 2.48 is the time. This is Radio Nation Radio 920. Now back to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q. Buffalo Wild Wings is the location every Friday. We're at a different one. We're here. The exact address, I do have it written down, is 4280 Wallapai. It's on the cross streets of Wallapai and West Flamingo. It's actually right down the street from the radio station. So if you know where the radio station is, you're not very far from the Buffalo Wild Wings. But come on by. we got some folks in the house already picking up some nice prizes that we have, some Coors Light hookups, some Radio Nation Radio 920 hookups. There's some Cliff Branch cups. These are pretty cool, little plastic cups that have Cliff Branch on them. These are, are pretty awesome, man. This is the first time I've seen these all year long. So, uh, yeah, you could definitely get hooked up with that and a whole lot more if you just come on by and say what's up. The question that we threw out there, what's up, brother? The question we threw out there and want to hear from you, and definitely all feedback is good feedback, 702-365-9200, and also our don'tbebroke.com text line is 69187, keyword r What do you think the Raiders' plan should be for the future? What do you think it looks like? I rolled my idea out of drafting all defense, spending your free agency money on Josh Jacobs and the offensive line, if it doesn't shake out the way – oh, and have Derek Carr as your quarterback. I can't keep forgetting that little small thing. That's a big deal. Obviously, this is coming from all these articles that are out about the inevitable, about Derek Carr not being with the team in, in 2023. I think that he should be. Uh, and then, you know, if you're going you're gonna to replace him, which obviously the end is going to come at some point, I think that the real deal would be to go and do everything you can to go get Caleb Williams, not this year, obviously, but next year when he's eligible. That's just me, though. That's just my plan. So we want to hear from you what you think your plan was. And we'll take your calls and we'll get your texts. And here's a good one from uh, the 915. Where's the excuses for Jared Goff? Dude has a Lions in the thick of things with lesser talent. Y'all want to make everything perfect around Carr, but that's impossible. By the time that happens, draft picks start getting paid. 
Trade Carr, get what you can for him. Continue to build the trenches and defense. If we suck next year, even better. Get us close to Caleb Williams. Okay. That's fine. I, I'm, I'm okay with, I mean, whatever, whatever your plan is. Again, this is your plan, whatever you think it should be. I think that the best chance to win is with them right now in the immediate, and then if it's not working, then you go and you make the move. I, I think that you have to at some point get ready to prepare for the future anyway. So that would be my goal is to make sure that I can do everything I can to get that big-time quarterback of the future, but I don't think it's going to be a guy this year. I just don't, but that's just me. So, you know, I, as far as excuses, there, we, I don't think anyone has to make an excuse. These guys are all, you know, they're all paid to go out there and do what they do. I, I could appreciate what the, the Lions have done. I mean, they're, they're winning some games. Their defense isn't worth the salt, but they're able to put up some points, and they're, they're, they're trusting their coach and Dan Campbell. So, yeah, I don't, I don't think that it's a whole lot about any excuses. Hey, Cassie Soto's in the building. I don't think it has anything to do with uh, any excuses. It's just, uh, it's just the way that everything is kind of built, the way that you kind of see uh, potential success when it comes to the silver and black. But thank you for that text. Good stuff. Uh, let's go out to the phone lines real quick and talk to our guy, John, in Orange County. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? What's up, Q? What's up, uh, Damon? Uh, just uh, really want to thank you guys for uh, always uh, representing Red Nation. I want to take this, uh, take this call this up and spread our mind out there. But, yeah, uh, I tuned in, and he uh, <clears throat> was talking about contracts and stuff. So, basically, on, on catching your question of the day would be, for me, uh, I was like, well, Carr, I know, like, everyone says, you know, his numbers don't lie, this and that. Yes, he has had a lot of offensive coordinators and coaches throughout his career, but we are in year nine. And uh, for me, the, the reason I, why I would let him go is just because he doesn't have the it factor. Uh, this morning I was listening to ESPN, they're asking about the top, top five quarterbacks and who has the it factor. Um, getting it done uh, through the thick of things is, is kind of like the quarterback that we actually need. Regardless of our defense right now is really, since he's been a quarterback, <clears throat> I think our oh. defense in 2016 was a top uh, 20th or something like that. We actually had a good team or overall, like pretty balanced and stuff. But um, he just, he's the type of guy that kind of just, uh, I don't know if it's, if it's luck or whatever, Yes, he's had the most uh, comebacks in OT and all that stuff. It's breaking records within the record organization and small little records here and there. But I don't think he has that um, that killer mentality. You know what I mean? That physical ability to like just go run, run for the first down type of thing. It's this and this is everything reflecting back to the time before he broke his ankle, his leg, whatever he broke. And he just doesn't have that killer history anymore. So for me, I love the guy, but I think he should go somewhere else. We get uh, good draft capital for him. Uh, Josh Jacobs, I think we should give him a short-term three-year deal, fully guaranteed, entice him with the money for the for the big big bag, and just bring him back. Overall, we got to solidify our offensive line and that defense, man. If we had a defense that was top ten, this I mean we can go, we we can do things, but unfortunately we can't. You know, with a defense like that, allowing the Rams to come back uh, last week, I was there, horrible, man. It was just bad feeling, bro. Uh, but Example could be like the Niners, you know, they're on the third quarterback. Who's holding them down? The defense. Their defense is number is I don't know what the rank, but if we had a defense like that, bro, like yeah, we could do things and stuff. But I want to <laughs> see the Raiders go back, totally commit to defense because offense. If we got Josh Jacobs, we got a solid line. We just run the ball, pound the ball, pound the ball, pound the ball. So thanks for taking my call. Love you guys, man. Raider Nation, let's go. 
John in Orange County. Appreciate the call, my man. And we'll address that in a minute. 2.57 is the time. We're at Buffalo Wild Wings. Take a quick break. And when we come back, Cassie Soto will join us live here at Buffalo Wild Wings. You want to come see Cassie? Come on by. Plus, get hooked up with some prizes. That'll be the consolation prize is get some other prizes. But come on by. Say what's up. We're going to get you hooked up. It's Radio Nation Radio 920.